Hey, what's up? What's up? It's your man Sam, host of Just Talk with Sam podcast. Just Talk with Sam podcast. Man, we got a good one for you guys today. Bit of a heavy one. Just gonna just gonna put on Front Street. We're here talking with the cast and the director of the new movie, The Mental State. Um, Jan Sensling, Carly Pope, and director James Kamali. We get a chance to sit down and unpack this before its release. It's going to come out December nineteenth on all forms, all streaming platforms all around so just put in the mental state it was uh made its claim to fame throughout the um festivals over the summer before um before it's wide released as on the streaming platforms but this um this is a heavy topic man so this movie is loosely it well not loosely the movie is about a high school senior from rural kentucky and his family struggles to cope with his recent severe mental health crisis. On top of that, they tackle things such as being from the country, not having enough money to help with mental illness, um, school shootings, um, and some of the things that mental illness can uh, bring. So it is it is some heavy stuff, but we try to get through it. Um, after speaking with them, I got a better understanding of the movie, and hopefully you do too. Um, as always, all of our interviews here at Just Talk With Sam can be found on our YouTube page. You can actually see it. Like, this is the audio version, but you can actually see the interview by going to Just Talk With Sam YouTube's page. Just Talk With Sam's podcast YouTube's page. You can check out all of the interviews right then and there. And who knows? Maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently. But speaking of the podcast, let's let's talk about the podcast. Your home for everything related to Just Talking With Sam podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to the Just Talk With Sam podcast. And if you're on the homepage, current promotions page, I'm pretty sure you've seen it. It is a donate button. Guys, we've been doing this close to 14 years and it's thanks to people like you by clicking that donate button and it is the holiday season while i'm recording this and hit that donate button um give whatever makes you feel like a good person this is our red kettle this is our uh donation box this is our thing please give whatever you feel like giving and i guarantee we're going to put every single solitary red cent right back into this podcast to make it a bigger better greater podcast we've been doing this uh, you guys have been doing this, I should say. And this has been awesome. This has been an awesome ride for the last, um, close to 14 years, man. What can I say? So please give whatever makes you feel like a good person by hitting that. Also, you guys, you can, um, get a little bang for your buck. I understand it's holiday season, season for giving. Maybe you want to give something else. You can go to Sam Show Nation, um, store. You get all you just talk with Sam swag right there. Whatever your t-shirts, hats, stickers, whatever you need to show the world that hey i really like this podcast you can get it right then and there by getting that you can give your favorite podcast listeners something as they go you know out their daily life speaking of the podcast itself you can always go to samshownation.com and you can hit the podcast link and you can listen to all the podcasts right there we've already talked about the interviews being on youtube but if you just want to listen you can go to the uh, website you click on that particular podcast you can listen right there on the website but maybe you listen to podcasts a little bit differently we are wherever podcasts can be found whether it be amazon stitcher tune in spotify apple um 
Google Play, if they're still around, um, iHeartRadio, whatever, wherever you find podcasts, just put in, just talking with Sam, no G and talk, just talking with Sam, the podcast is right there, please enjoy, and whatever service you use, um, please like, subscribe, review, necessary, it's all right there. Um, before we get into this um, interview with the good folks at the Mental State, we got a few sponsors this week. And our first sponsor is something I've been using personally, and it's the good folks at Honey. Oh, yeah, you need some honey. Go to samtronation.com, click the Honey link, download it to your phone, your computer, wherever you do your online shopping. What's Honey UX? Look, it's the holiday season. And I have been doing some online shopping. What Honey does, when you're about to check out, Honey searches the entire internet. Over 100,000 different merchants, more than that actually, um, use Honey. And what it does is searches the net to find coupon codes, promo codes, anything that's going to make that bill shorter. It's going to, you save some money by using that honey and go to samshownation.com download the honey link and thank me later because around this time of year you're going to need it you're spending for your folk you're going to need it so save some money get that honey by going to samshownation.com click the honey link thank me later the next sponsors the good folks at fanatics we are in a sports renaissance right now we got football going basketball is kicking in um baseball draft and trades are moving around soccer's in gear or football depending on what part of the world you're in hockey's getting on steam there are some major sports fans in your life we are at a sports renaissance it's a sweet spot y'all and for that sports fan in your life, we ask you to go to samshownation.com and click that Fanatics link. And you can save up to 50% off site-wide by using the promo code MERRY, M-E-R-R, at checkout. Yes, you want to get this for the sports fan in your life before the holiday season? Go to samshownation.com, click the Fanatics link, put in the promo code MERRY at checkout. Um, it's up to 50% off site-wide. It's a limited time only. Please go to samshownation.com. Get it for the sports fan in your life. So go to samshownation.com. Click the Fanatics link. We got the Alabama, the um, the SEC champs right there. Click that link. Up to 50% off site-wide. Use the promo code Mary via samshownation.com. At Fanatics via samshownation.com. The next one is near and dear to my heart. The good folks at Omaha Steaks. Yes, you need to make this holiday season more flavorful and memorable with gifts from Omaha Steaks. Yes, by cooking some delicious food from the good folks at Omaha Steaks, whether they're perfectly aged steaks and juicy burgers, gourmet meals, decadent desserts, or you could just send gifts for the culinary artist in your life and the flavors that they'll never forget. Go to samshownation.com, click that Omaha Steaks link, and they have a multitude of sales, bundles, different options. It, it, what do you feel like eating? Omaha Steaks got it. So please, go to samshownation.com, 
click the Omaha Steaks link and get somebody a very, very, very delicious holiday gift. And lastly, certainly not leastly, the big dog of them all, the good folks at your friendly neighborhood Target. Yes, that Target. The red, the people wearing the red. It's the holiday season, and Target just says, hey, we're not just going to have one sale. We're not going to have two sales. We're going to give you deals of the day all through December. By getting their deals of the day, you, guess you, you can get whatever you need. Hey, you're putting up the tree, you're running out of tinsel, Target got you. Hey, you want some treats for um, the kiddos around this time, you feel like baking cookies, Target got you. Also, you want to save 50% off some of the toys, Target got you. Go to samshownation.com, you click that Target link, and by clicking that Target link, you can activate all of the deals of the day for whatever you need during this holiday season. Go ahead, Target got your back, and you can go to your friendly neighborhood Target by going to samshownation.com. You don't even have to go to the store. Hey, time is limited. You're trying to be in six different places at once. Target got you. You can pick it up from the store, and you can walk right in, walk right out. They have your pickup waiting to go and depending on how much time you got you can drive to their designated spots in the parking lot and they'll just bring it right out to your car target got your back but the only way to um, get some of these is to go to samshownation.com so go to samshownation.com click the target link shops you normally would and get that free pickup if you can't even leave the house they'll ship it to your house within two days man go to samshownation.com click the target link so that's enough for me for right now. What I'm going to do, I'm going to reset these mics, and I'm going to talk to the cast and the director of the Mental State, um, showing up December 19th on all streaming platforms. It's called The Mental State. Please check it out. It's, it's a good movie, and we're about to talk about this movie in about 90 seconds. This is Just Talk With Sam Podcast, y'all. Just Talk With Sam Podcast. Just put your name on it. You don't talk about it. Be about it. I don't know this till like right now. Seriously. Subscribe right and review on iTunes, Joe. Obviously, if y'all listen, we, we never write this out. Let's get to it. Hey guys, thank you so much for jumping into the podcast. Um, I am very, very lucky to be looking at you guys, 
for all different reasons, and we're going to get into that in this podcast. Um, I'm ready to roll. I got my carrot juice ready to roll. Um, got a little throat <laughs> bag. And hey, you know what? Before we jump into this, I'm not sure if you guys know anything about my podcast. I don't know if Annie gave you some homework or whatever. Mm-hmm. But we start off every podcast with what I like to call the over-the-top intro because whenever I have special guests like you guys, I got to go hard, man. I got to go hard for my folk. Is that okay? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. It Let's go. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I have not one, not two, but three great guests today. My first guest is Rome's Italy's greatest export, and this award-winning actor can be seen in First Love, Cuddly Toys, and the new project, The Mental State, not to be outdone in the screen right next to him, is all the way from Vancouver, Canada, this certified veteran of the silver screen. Her credits include The Collector, Tomorrow People, The 24 Redemption, and one of my guilty favorites, Snow Day. You play fun. Lastly, our accomplished filmmaker, in the screen to your top. Born and raised out of New Jersey, it all started with a hijacking from a friend's video camera, and then all this good stuff start happening. Shout out to Bergen County Camera, not too far from Route 9. <laughs> all the way in Jersey. You know what I'm talking about. Since then, he has directed and produced several award-winning short feature films, his most recently finished feature, and what we're here to talk about today, The Mental State. Jace Enslin, Carly Pope, Dave Kamali, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> what up, Sam? Thank you. Thanks for having us. Wow. Great. Love it. Intro. Hope I didn't go too deep. You know, I, I know the nah, camera stopped right off Route 9, Jersey represent. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. Thank you. I love it. But let's get into it, because I wanted to start off that, not only with the over-the-top intro, uh, give a little levity on something that we got to talk, we got to get deep, we got to get all heavy, because we're talking about this uh, film. And quite honestly, it's been a long-time passion project in you, James, because this is one of the things that come out of New Jersey that's more sobering than the 2023 Jet season. So, let's just <laughs> get it. Am I lying? Am I lying? I'm not a Jets fan, so yeah, I, I'm a uh, you know. I, yeah. Strangely, we're Cowboys fans in our home, but yeah, the Jets—they got to figure their whole franchise out, man. I don't know what's going on over there, but yeah. But look, the, in all seriousness, this movie was deep. It was great. Um, how did the origin of the story come about? Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always tough to talk about like the origin of of the story idea without talking about too deeply where the story goes but you know we have and and i feel comfortable talking about it and uh i grew up you know in a post columbine uh world in school right and so like our school strangely in third fifth grade in high school we had lockdown drills we had rehearsing of exit strategies and you know there's sometimes this vague when we would do that then a vague paranoia of like is was somebody somebody cued in what you know what's going on and um then as I was coming of age into a young adult, Sandy Hook happened, and that was something that really resonated with me and obviously with, with the country a lot. And um, at the time, I was starting to talk about a vague story idea like this with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife, and she's a fantastic actress. She plays the counselor, Melanie Hansen, in the film. And um, 
she told me that her former drama teacher, Josh Adele, had written a play, The Mental State, um, that kind of incorporated and dealt with a lot of the social themes and topics, you know, teenage mental health and mental health resources that um, I wanted to cover and a lot of the family dynamics. So he and I spoke and our sort of heart and intention with the story was very much in the same place. And um, the rest is history. Josh and I are still cl close friends. We grab, uh, you know, grab lunch together every now and then. So, I mean, yeah. with, uh, this, this movie, I mean, it hit on so many different levels because not only do you just talk about mental health, which is like at the core of this. And then mm -hmm. with the backdrop of two different shootings, um, without giving, I'm picking my words very carefully not to give this movie away. Yeah. And on top of that, um, there's a financial element. There's, mm -hmm. um, why you can't afford mental health. Now I grew up in a church. Uh, there's that, mm -hmm. uh, church element of, Mm -hmm. How do I say it like this? Looking like we can help you, but not really. You're kind of on your own. Mm -hmm. And when you have something in this story, I, I kind of want to dovetail this over to Carly and Jance because mm -hmm. what about this made and spoke to you about this project and made you want to sign on and play these characters? Well, I think for me, um, the thing that was so interesting and uh, different than other types of scripts that I've read is that this film was it had such a uh, wide range of topics that were all being addressed simultaneously which is so important like when you if you're going to make a, a film about this um, it's never just one thing it's like it's everything so you can't forget about you know, it. This movie is isn't just about you know gun violence and gun control. It's it's about you know a kid who's an who's an artist um, at heart, and it's also about like a mother who's experiencing tragedy, and it's also about like students at school who find that their classmate is dangerous or or not you know um you know and i felt like this script was so thorough in its uh like exploration of of all these themes that are intimately interconnected with each other so to me that's what really drew me in it it, it just had so much depth and uh truth in it okay yeah i, I I absolutely, I absolutely concur with that. And I think like, you know, for me, I can look out my window and see echoes of this film. I can open my phone and see echoes of this film. You turn on the news, it's right there. There's just so much that's so heavily prevalent and, and so prescient, like so prescient in our society. And, 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 um, it, you know, history repeats itself in a lot of ways. And, but I also believe that we can do better and make better choices and create more comprehensive public health protocols and initiatives and, and create a perspective that might destigmatize um, a lot that is currently stigmatized. And there's so much myth around. And like for, for me, when, what really drew me to this also uh, per Jance's point is just like, there, there are just so many different things going on in this film that I hope 
my biggest hope is that it's relatable at its core. It's fiction, nevertheless, but it's still hopefully echoing enough of real life that people will think differently or more deeply, um, that their hearts will open a little more, that there's compassion, that there's empathy, that there's, uh, there's a path forward to recognize someone's suffering. Um, and I just feel like, yeah, it's just, you know, there are, there are critical elements that, that I believe should be part of the dialogue. So it was an opportunity. It was an opportunity to like open my eyes and wake, wake myself up to the fact that there, but for the grace of God, go I. The, these, these circumstances and issues can plague anyone at any time when you least expect it. And we should all be so fortunate and lucky to have the help and resources we need when we need them. And it's, now, and it's certainly not the case right now. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I want. Um, I want to kind of single you two out for a second, James. We're going to get back to you. Don't get, don't get me wrong. We're going to get back to you. <laughs> but what I'm good. saying is, um, I, I do want to single you guys out because James, uh, Carly, mm-hmm. you guys played the hell out of those roles. James, I'm still afraid of you. Just be, just be, keep it 100 because, um, <laughs> you played that role so well. And Carly, man, that you played his mom and you played that role and you got that point across. Like, um, and look, you always have done that. And I'm, I'm going to gush on you for just a second, Carly, because I don't know if you know this or not way back when, when I didn't have all these grays and I had a smooth face, this, I don't know, 2005, 2006 is in Austin, Texas. I got my first shot of doing it. Um, kind of like the interview junket, in Austin, Texas, it was for you and you were working on a movie called the Itty Bitty Titty Committee. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, of course. And I was a flat foot person, didn't know anything from nothing. And you were so nice to me and you, that wasn't an act. So no. when I actually see you act in oh, something like this or anything else, it came across as so genuine. And th- I'm getting to a question, guys, hold on. I'm getting to a question. I'm not buttering your bread. <laughs> The reason I'm I'm singling you two out is because even in my intro, I and I don't want to get too political about this. You're from Canada. You're from Rome, Italy. Now this problem that we're talking about. Wait, hey, where did you get that? Where? Wait, I'm I'm not from Rome. Really? No. <laughs> Check it your was, IMDb. It, it, it's been updated. It says yes. What? <laughs> That's why you got the over the top intro from Rome. Oh, I was like, I was like, he's just saying something to be funny. But no, well, <laughs> Carly, you still are from Canada, from right? No, I am I'm from, from Canada. Canada. Yeah. All right. Canada. Sorry. Yeah. Um, no, that's all good. I mean, that's that's like a fun thing to. Uh, maybe I'll just leave it. Yeah. People... Look it up. Claim it. Yeah. Claim it. <laughs> well, this kind of well, this is more Carly based now. Sorry. Um, yeah. but the question is, uh, I was gonna say like. With a problem like this is so um Americanized, to say the least, of school shootings and stuff like that. I'm sorry, I, I was gonna relate that to Rome, but eh. um, <laughs> um but um but yeah, when you have something so Americanized, was the concept of acting in shooter drills or um duck procedures or active shooter scenarios, was that foreign to you? I, well, Jance, it was for you too. This question's for you too, but yeah, it, it, I mean, uh, you know, uh, as you mentioned, I'm from Canada. My husband's from Australia. We grew up in 
nations that do not have the prevalence of gun culture. We, we don't have the Second Amendment. And that's, you know, a complex right and law in this country that you don't need a Canadian to espouse her beliefs and thoughts on that. That's that that's that's um, we don't need that. Um, I do love butter on my bread, by the way, Sam. So thank you for that. <laughs> but uh, but uh, um, I was out of school before Columbine happened. Uh, we had had a school shoot, uh, a school shooting at um, Polytechnique in Montreal, Quebec, which I'm losing the year right now. I'm losing that year. Uh, and, you know, of course, there were isolated incidences of gun violence that we we were aware of in Canada. But the but the prevalence of it was certainly not so. And I was out of school by the time Columbine happened. So uh, I was not privy to things like drills. Um and and like threat assessments and things like that there was sort of just it was a lot more um it was a it was a lot it was a lot less structured i guess and a lot it, it was probably a lot um more uh clumsy really um so so yes that concept is relatively foreign to me but it's certainly something that my husband and i think about if we were to have children do, would we want to raise children in this country, you know, and, and, and I, we have our thoughts on that for sure, because it's just, it's like the most horrifying thing as a parent, I imagine, is you send your child to school thinking they're safe and they're not. And, you know, but that said too, I just want to say one more thing and then I'll stop monologuing. I promise. Right. But Trust me, I, I do it all the time. <laughs> But when James was talking about how, you know, he grew up in post-Columbine um, reality in school and you had these drills and you had these protocols, my first thought was, were were there also mental health protocols in place? Like, did that also play a part? Like, that to me is, and again, I just want to clarify, I don't think that, um, I don't think that if you have mental health issues, that means you're going to be violent. I do not think that that's true. But I think that if you're violent, there is often mental health issues that have gone undetected or undiagnosed. I do think that the opposite is true. I don't think that just because you have mental health issues, there's a propensity to violence. That is not something that I would ever say. But I do think that if you're violent, there is probably going to be some correlation with a crisis going on with your brain health. And I think that that's just not addressed. And I think that that's just not um, cared for enough. I just wish there was more comprehensive care for people who are struggling. All right. Well, James, uh, this is a question for you. Um, mm-hmm. I, I got your origin correct, right? <laughs> yeah, yes. Okay. Bring down camera. 100%. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I was getting at is um, there was some heavy scenes in this. And... <laughs> Was it any, was it, what was the atmosphere like on set? Because usually when you have these super heavy, you tell me, what was it like behind the camera? Because we saw what yeah. happened in front of the camera. Yeah. So, um, so actually back to your intro of me, of the, you know, hijacking a friend's camera and burnt, you know, for me growing up making films, I started when I was like 10 or 11 and it was all about hanging out with my friends. And so, even when I'm approaching, you know, even when a film approaches something really heavy like this, a really sto- heavy story, I think it's important for everybody to still be on set having just a nice time with each other, you know, 
And I was very fortunate to work with the collaborators I did, to work with the actors I did, to have a lot of uh, great actors and uh, like Carly and older actors like Bill Moses and, and to have a group of incredibly talented and mature young actors like Jance and Allison and Blaine be able to uh, have the maturity and balance to say, okay, we're shooting now. It's time to work. Here we go. We're going to turn it on. Everybody's going to give an amazing performance. The camera's cut. Okay. Let's take a breath. We're still on set. We get to have our, our regular selves, our personality and, and hang out with each other. I know like some of the younger actors would sometimes go get like, uh, Allison was explaining once that they'd go out and get Denny's or something after a particularly hard day or watch a movie together or something. Uh, we had to extend our shoot a couple extra days and, uh, you know, Carly and Alyssa was like, all right, we're going to take off to uh, Niagara Falls up in Canada for a day. And they had a spa day. And, and so, you know, I think, I think it was really nice that everybody kept our friendships and community on set. Um, but when it came time to, to act and, and turn the camera on, everybody was there and focused and, um, I'm just blessed to work with everyone that we did for it. Um, I think we, I think we all had really inherent respect for the material yeah. and more so respect for one another. So there was just that like very um, constant focus on making sure that we were doing justice to the, to everyone, but also to the material. Yeah. I think everybody knew the sensitivity of the material and to approach it with, with compassion and, and as Carly said, with the respect. So, you know, still had fun though. I okay. think. <laughs> uh, guys, uh, Jance, Carly was a particular scene or moment that you guys acted in where that was the one where like, like James said, Hey, I'm going to need a minute. Was it something? And please don't go too far into details. No spoilers, but you know, was this anything particular that stuck out to you? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, like, so many of my scenes were, uh, like, they, it was, it was like letting the tiger out of the cage, like, immediately. So there were a lot of times when, you know, we would, the, the very first scene of the day, like, <clears throat> Andy is freaking out, like, and so I, I would, I would, it would take a lot of energy to, like, get me to, be able to be in that state, like right when the camera's on. Um, cause you know, in real life things happen that build up, you know, like you're in a, you're in a fight, you're in a, an argument that builds up. And so the emotion is just kind of naturally flowing and bubbling up. But when you're on set, it's like, you're talking about like what you're going to eat for lunch. And then three minutes later, you have to be like screaming that you're going to like die or something you know so it was like yeah there were definitely times when I was like nobody talked to me because I need to go listen to my sad song really quick <laughs> or something you know <laughs> um and yeah to go back to the, your other question like the set was just perfectly set up to allow that kind of um reflection and space. I mean, there was definitely, you know, people saying, Hey, like, we got to get this scene done, like ASAP. So don't take too long. And there was a tight schedule for sure. But um, I always felt supported. And I always felt like I was given the space to do what I needed to do to get 
to where everyone needed me to get to get the scene right. Okay. Uh, Carly? Yeah. Um, on that, uh, on, on Jance's point about like, you know, of course, because it's an independent film, you know, you have to shoot everything a week ago in order to get it finished and in the can and done and moving forward and there's limited budget and everything else. But, but we also had one scene in particular that is like a really critical scene in the movie that is sort of, um, a crescendo for, uh, Angela and Andy's relationship that, that, we really struggled with on the day, like when we were rehearsing it, we just couldn't really like figure out the, the motivation exactly. And I, and, and I will take a lot of that on. I was having a lot of trouble getting myself and understanding that place and the motivation in the scene. And James was so wonderful and so gracious and so caring about the subject matter that he just kept re rewriting it and he kept rewriting it until we got it right. We kept also reshooting it until we got it right, which I think happened twice or three times. But we ultimately, we, you know, we, we, the, the care and consideration that was put into that was so, um, beautiful and poignant because it was like, it mattered that much. It mattered that much that we had to, we, ha we had to nail it. Otherwise this moment between the two characters wouldn't have, made sense and we wanted to strive for a reality as much as possible. But to answer your question more succinctly about like the moment where it was like, I need to take a breath. There were, there were a few of them in this one, like this, this film definitely. And, and I think, um, and again, I, I can't say too much about it, but I think on a primal molecular level, it's the, it's toward the end, which is like the climax of the film. And Sam, you'll know what I'm talking about, mm -hmm. but it's a critical moment at the climax where everything changes. And that was sort of like on, on a physical level that just sort of, it takes it out of you because you connect into this like primal feeling of the feeling that you're feeling. And it really is a weak in the knees moment. So like that's, where I have experience in uh, with post-traumatic stress disorder. So like for me going, tapping into that kind of trauma um, was something that like for me on a, on a kinetic physical level, I needed to kind of go like, just give me a second because I actually can't feel anything below my neck. I know exactly what you're talking about. I know exactly about. what she's talking about too. Yeah. I, I got that dude. <laughs> now, hey, look. Since we're here, let's get a little deeper. Let's let's just dig into it. James, uh, you're up. Let's ask some deep questions for you too. Um, you're touring with the film festival, uh, with this film, just doing a festival circuit right now. But some of your stops, and just looking at the map here, have been near places where school shootings have occurred or close to it. Yeah. How do you approach that? How do you approach this film or the audience or just Hey, I know. Yeah. With a lot of fear and sweaty armpits, um, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of, no. Um, so like one in particular was the, uh, river's edge, uh, film festival in Paducah, Kentucky. And they had had a school shooting back in 2018, <laughs> not far outside of Paducah. And, um, the festival brought us in. You know, and I think that speaks to speaks volumes to the festival uh, more than the film, because they're trying to bring in stories to address these things 
as well and open that conversation for uh, for us filmmakers to have with the audience to hopefully continue the conversation outside of uh, outside of the film. So it's, for me, like it actually felt easier when a festival brought us in near one of those um, events because it felt like the community is trying to talk about it. And um, I was lucky to help them not help them, but, you know, be there to talk about it with them. And, um, you know, it was great. And we had a lot of really, really, really awesome Q and A's at some of the festivals and audience members who perhaps had family members near such a tragedy or close to it or friends or, you know, everybody's kind of six degrees separation from something happening. Right. And, and the closer you get to it, the closer somebody is to, to an event like that. And, they just came in with, you know, sometimes it wasn't even questions they were asking in Q&As, but just telling their story and telling or telling their niece's story or their friend's story or something. And so it was uh, a really like, you know, it was just a really beautiful experience to to be there with them talking about these sort of things. Um, so that's great, um, because sometimes yeah. um, I want to I want to. Preferences by saying this. Sometimes there are some people who don't like the mirror being pointed back at them. Mm. So that could have been a hurdle. I, I'm mm. glad you have not experienced that because this film, it can be a bit triggering. I'm, I'm just, I'm just yeah. going to put it right there. It, it, it can be. Sure. And if you are sensitive to something like that, maybe it probably won't get the voice and that healing won't occur because they can't take it in right now. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, well, one thing I, and I'm glad the audience have, um, but what was your initial, what, what would you want the audience to take away from this film? Um, if it had to be one or two things. Yeah. I mean, for me, I had, sorry to go over the two things, but I had like kind of three pillars, always, which was um, uh, empathy, compassion and communication. Right. So like mostly I want people to sort of walk away seeing this, you know, and again, this is not supposed to generalize uh, these sort of tragic events and not supposed to generalize mental health. And, and like Carly had mentioned before, we're not trying to say somebody who does violent thing, you know, somebody who has mental health issues necessarily does violent things and, and such, but, you know, to be there, to see a story like this unfold and know that there is a hurricane of factors that go into a tragedy like this. And for us to sort of approach these, these moments with a little bit more uh, compassion and empathy, and then to continue the communication for those who perhaps are seeing somebody going through a mental health crisis to either offer help or try to help you know, the, the people around them in some way and to know if you are going through something to, to talk about it. So okay. that was a little bit more than two, but Hey, I, yeah, I definitely, I, I agree. I mean, I think that like if people see this film and they consider a little harder, feel a little deeper and check in a little more then we have done it justice. We've done, mm-hmm. we've done, you know, it, we've, we've done ourselves justice in trying to create more dialogue and, and communication surrounding issues that are very much plaguing this country specifically today. Okay. 
Well, we're getting up against it. I know we are. Um, I got one more question and I'm just going to open it up. Uh, we, I know you're doing the festivals right now and there are some screenings that's happening, but will there be a wide release of this film? Um, in the future, or do you know? Or? So the film, uh, film actually comes out on December 19th on uh, all digital platforms. Um, so, you know, your Apple, it's available for pre-order right now on Apple TV. Um, but you'll also be able to find it on Amazon and Vudu and every, everywhere you can go buy a movie digitally these days. It'll be out there December 19th. Okay. And. I'm opening this up. I want to thank you for so much for just giving us a little bit of your time, all three of you. This camera, this camera, this camera. Whoever wants to go first, whatever new projects you got. Actually, you know what? I don't break that. Jance, I'm sorry, man. I, I, we got it. You was in Rome, Italy. Where are you actually from? <laughs> I'm from uh, Los Angeles. Oh. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's keep that Rome thing going, man. You may want to keep that. Let <laughs> yeah, us it's so interesting, you, man. right? Yeah, I'll I just feel like if I do that, then someone's gonna be like, "Oh, you so you speak Italian?" <laughs> yes, you, you know you gotta just kind of lean into the skit at this point. Um, but you get first dibs because we totally messed out with them. So, um, any what's next for you? This camera, this camera. Let them know your IG, whatever you want to plug is all you. Okay, well, I just. You know, the strike just ended, so I really haven't been doing much on the acting front in the past few months besides, you know, reading scripts and watching a lot of movies. Um, But now that it's over, I'm, you know, back in the groove of uh, reading scripts for projects I'm actually going to be auditioning for. And so that's that's the case with that. Um, I am an artist and a painter, so you guys want to check out my work you can follow my instagram and look at my website jance.tv that's what i'll link you to is that um yeah that's me thank you and 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 one last thing i i swear i don't stop picking on you jance i i I am because you shook my confidence so much with the uh rome italy thing i did not ask you one question i have written right here to see it yeah yeah, go but for some it. Some of the art in the movie, your own original work. When you walk through the bedroom or you see like the pad, was some of that your original work? Um, there were a couple of paintings okay. that I made while we were on Questions. set. Right, right. <laughs> that were in the background. Um, but most of them were focusing on um the the work done by our comic book artist. Uh, James Fenner was the name of the illustrator that we brought on to do like Andy's, a lot of Andy's artwork. And we only did that because we needed to be prepared coming on set and have that and um, not realizing how great of an artist Jance was. And, um, but James Fenner made a lot of the sort of graphic novel stuff. Um, And then also uh, we had a couple of other artists that, you know, we got to use their work in the background. That's awesome. I I, I felt you shook me. I was afraid to ask that question because I'm like, oh man, I don't want to go over two. So it's um, a good question, and it's an instinctive one as well. Learning that Jance was an artist—that's a really, it's a very thoughtful question. Yeah. Well, Carly, you're next. What new projects you got coming up? Sam, I got nothing. Let's work. Wow, let's do this. All right, okay. 
Yeah, no, I um, I've I'll I'll make a little appearance on season two of Pretty Little Liars, um, which will be coming out eventually. They're just about to wrap up the season, so I've got a couple episodes on that. Um, and otherwise, yeah, doing a lot of life. To be honest, there's a lot of life stuff going on, so I'm happy to be working should it come up. But if it doesn't, then life's got me as well. Okay, that's always good. And James, um, any new projects? What's going on? We know December. Uh, that's a yeah, I got a lot of a uh, lot of pots and pans on the stove, you know, trying to mm-hmm. trying to cook something up. But uh, hopefully, shooting a uh, horror comedy script that I've been working on for for a bit. Uh, next next spring summer, we're trying. You know, we'll see. And then uh, a couple other projects. I can't, you know, stuff. It's nothing coming out soon. But uh, but you can also follow me at James Kamali, just my full name, uh, on Instagram, and uh, you know, check in on my on my updates. Okay, and I'll make sure I put all your uh, socials in the bio of this episode of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And I thank you guys so much. Um, you guys are welcome back anytime, except you, James. Uh, we gotta talk to you. Um, hold on, wait. No, there's a reason. There's a reason. I'm not just saying no. He, it okay. just occurred to me he's a Cowboys fan, so I gotta talk to you like yeah. in February. And I don't know if you noticed a lot of Lions gear. Happening. I see it. I see it. I see it. It's too yeah. close, man. It's too close. So like, we're good. March first on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll check back in. I'll check back in after right, February eleventh. You know, the healing yeah. will have taken place after that. Then, then, then you can come sure. back. But yeah, well, I call the I call the Cowboys the Jets of the playoffs. They get to the playoffs and then just fizzle out. So, James, you're talking to a Lions fan. We just yeah, got you. We like. I love we all your hats back you. there. Say, so, yeah, well, oh, thanks so much. Your hat wall. It's good. Yeah. Hat door. <laughs> Uh, but thank oh. you guys so much. You're welcome back anytime. I wish you guys much success. And um, I know we're up against it. So thank you so much. And thanks for being on the podcast, guys. Thanks, thank Sam. you, Sam. Your energy was awesome, nice man. You. Thank you. All right. Nice have a good one. Yeah. And there you have it. That was Jans Insulin, Carly Pope, and director James Kamali of The Mental State. They're welcome back anytime. Um, please check it out. The Mental State comes out December 19th on all streaming platforms. Um, please check them out. Their socials. I'm going to try to do my best to uh, put the movie social out there when we post this on um, Instagram. And as always, if you, with any interview we do, you can always check us out at our YouTube page at Just Talk with Sam at YouTube.com. Um, if you're still in the podcast mood, I got to shout out my guys, the good folks at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z. There's some funny dudes. It's the holiday season. I got to square. I got. I got to talk with those guys, man. I got. I got to saddle up with these guys, man. Those my guys. Uh, we love them. Check them out at the Act Accordingly podcast with Bash and Z, the great DJ M80. He's always in the building and. If you if you wish upon a star, you did good on Elf in the Shelf, you may get AJ. So those are my guys, check them out at Act Accordingly Podcast, um, wherever podcasts can be found. So that's uh, what we have today. Speaking of podcasts, let's talk about this podcast. Everything related to this podcast can be found at samshownation.com. Your home for everything related to Just Talk with Sam podcast. Um, on um. Like I said, our YouTube page is Just Talk with Sam, no G and Talking podcast. And you can email the show at Just Talk with Sam, no G and Talking at gmail.com for all your questions, comments, concerns. Um, just 
com- it, it's all right there. Also, also, um, just talking with Sam. No G and talking on Facebook and IG and the Twitter or site formerly known as Twitter X Sam Show Eleven. That's all I got. Your home for the podcast can be found at samshownation.com. And we will see you guys next week. I want to thank my guests from the mental state. Please check it out December 19th for the full release. See you guys next time.